back, baby. <laughs> uh, Consistency. Good. I told you they're gonna be dropping at a frequent level. <laughs> oh my gosh. Theo Bell, back in action. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Bet you didn't expect that. You thought you were gonna be waiting for another month or two. <laughs> no, four, eight months. <laughs> yeah, no, we're back. Um, we're just gonna continue off of uh, just the last episode and uh, sharing our stories. Drake shared his story last episode. Sure did. We got a glimpse, a big glimpse of his life and how that went. Um, and about his broken leg. <laughs> that was the main yeah. lesson. <laughs> Don't play on you know, We had a little bit of speaking of tongues in that episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, we don't really have Taco Bell this time. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> we ate it already. Yeah, we already had it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, cut. Action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me just really wants to leave that those two parts like <laughs> cut. cut yeah. Action. <laughs> so people just like <laughs> a small period of silence in between. <laughs> yeah. God, that'd be hilarious. Um. Yeah, uh, so we actually just want to, like, just for a little bit, talk about our vision and what we think of, what we want Theo Bell to be. We kind of talked a little bit about it our first episode. Um, yeah. Really can't remember much. <laughs> it's been a while, so. Yeah, of what that was like. Um, but, yeah, I remember one time I was, like, talking to Drake, and I'm like, dude, we need to have a photo shoot of Theo Bell and yes. just, like, us eating Taco Bell, us, you know, like, just... Filled, top to bottom, fire sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Bathing uh, in fire sauce. Yeah. Um, and then I remember he told me, he's like, yeah, that'd be cool. I think we should, uh, you know, push out another episode before we <laughs> do something that extreme. And I'm like, yeah. you know what, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We're both... Uh, we're both a little, a little lazy, I guess. <laughs> a little bit. But more so just because we we we're being pulled in so many di- different directions. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, my my whole thing was just like, let's just make the content, and everything else should follow. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I was like, dude, I was thinking, and it was like, it would be cool. We need to like. And this is all like thinking ahead. Like I don't like Theo Bell for us. It's something cool, something we do for fun. Yeah. It's chill. Not, nothing like too professional, because uh, that's just not us. <laughs> but I'm uh, trying to get a major paycheck from this dude. Yeah. The only reason. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm like wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm here. Bro, the only reason I'm doing this is to get sponsored by Taco. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I was like, you know, it's something we do for fun. But I'm just like, I just had these crazy ideas of like, dude, we just get some merch out. We get like yes. <laughs> um, some live sessions, yes. uh, Q&As. And I'm just like, yeah, these are cool ideas. I'm yeah. just like, we just need to push out some content first. Yeah. <laughs> so We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. In due time. Um, but yeah, so I I gave my whole life story on the last episode. Um, hopefully, y'all enjoyed it. 
got learned a little bit about me. Thought it was cute. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so since I I gave my whole spiel last episode, um, we're gonna listen to Sajad's side of the story this mm. time, um, which this is gonna be really interesting for me because I've never actually heard Sajad's full testimony. <laughs> which we are friends. We are actually real life friends. Um, I just I know. It's a, I know it's a good one, but I know a lot of people ask him for it. So throughout our friendship, I've just, I've just been like, you know, I'll hear bits and pieces when he tells other people, but in the end, it, it doesn't matter that much because I know he loves God now. So um, for me, I'm just like, all right, like, I'm, just, I'm just here for this portion. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, I'm excited because I... I haven't heard the, the full mm. Sajad mm. life story. <laughs> yeah. So I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, I'm going to really, my, like, my goal for this episode, for this story, is to hit 30 minutes. I, I tend, with my story, since it's, like, just everywhere, um, literally, literally, yeah. <laughs> um, I usually go really long with it because I'm just like, and I even like when people tell me, it's like, hey, tell me about your story, and I'm like, I, we're it's, it's Sunday, I'm I gotta be at camera in five minutes. You're not getting my story in five minutes. Um, so yeah, my I'm really want to hit the thirty minute mark, and I don't want to go above that. So here's to trying to reach that goal. So. I'm actually gonna start my timer to see <laughs> how well I do. Um, but yeah, so yeah, for me, I um, I grew up in Iraq, grew up in the Middle East, so grew up in a Muslim uh, family household, and that was just all I knew. Um, like, my mom uh, was like a follower of Islam, my dad was too. My dad was more of like the title for it, than like the actual devotion, where my mom um, prayed like the amount of times that she had to pray a day, um, and she was the one that would like want us to go to to the mosque like on Fridays mm -hmm. or Saturdays, uh, and my dad would like be like, yeah, sure. So like you could like my family would be you're basically your like stereotypical like Christian family, you know, almost mm -hmm. where like even though it was like Islam and like it was Muslim faith. Like, it was my mom that was more devoted than my yeah. dad. It was my dad that just had it for the title and would do it um, when my mom wants to do it uh, and uh, didn't really take it seriously. Um, we had, like, the Quran in, you know, my house. Uh, we had, like, you know, decorations of, you know, Islam culture. So, like, that was just kind of, like, what I was raised with and, like, all I knew and, like, we believed in Jesus, we just believed, like, but the story that yeah. I've always been taught, always knew, and believed that it was true was that he was just a prophet, that yeah. he was just another person that played into the Muslim faith, and yeah. that he wasn't really that crucial. Um, so, yeah, uh, I lived in Iraq, like, for, like, for, like, five years, um, and then we moved to Jordan, which is like right next to it, just because it was a safer environment and just Iraq was just yeah. really a crazy place uh, at the time. 
and uh, stayed there for a couple years. Um, I was like, I don't know, man. Pro we probably left Jordan when I was like 10 or 9 years old because, probably 10 or 11 years old, because then we got into the States. We uh, uh, became immigrants and we went to the States and uh, it was like 2009, 2010, which at that time I'd be around two, like I'd be around 11 or 10 years old, mm -hmm. and uh, we got in, and I we went to Iowa, and that was the first state that I lived in. <laughs> yeah, Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we like talked to some people before we hit up the states, and we we're like, "What's a good place to live?" And we had like my cousins and uncles that lived in Iowa, and they're like, "Come to Iowa. This is where we live. This is a good place." So I'm like, "All right, cool." So we went and moved in Iowa. So they took care of us for a little bit. We lived with them for like a month or something until we got stable. And uh, it was, you know, it was, uh, it was just kind of like for me, it's weird. Like I think back about how I felt during those years and like that whole transition moment. And like it's, it's like it's crazy because like I still haven't like processed it fully. Yeah. But like I don't know much that has impacted me. You know, yeah. throughout those all those years, like I'm pretty sure, like like it was things that impacted me like very strongly. But yeah. like I can't really figure out like this is why like, yeah. I think this way because of yeah. how I transitioned from like Jordan sure. to Iowa. You know, so like all of those years were like kind of just blurry and just kind of like things that just went by. Uh, I mean, at the time it just felt like it took a long time, but like mm -hmm. right now it just feels so fast. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we stayed in Iowa for like four years and, you know, uh, you know, and was like in middle school, high, like I was about to enter high school mm -hmm. and uh, like I remember I was in like special English classes trying to figure out my English since I didn't yeah. know much English and whatever and it was like crazy. Uh, I was bullied a lot during uh, my middle school. Uh, and uh, made fun of just because, uh, honestly, just part of it was because I was Middle Eastern yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, Muslim. But also because I didn't know much English. Uh, yeah. So we moved to Arizona after my brother was born. I had a sister at the time who was born in Jordan, but uh, my brother was born in Iowa, and he actually had asthma. So the cold weather was just really bad for him. So yeah. we're like, all right, we'll move to somewhere, like, nicer. So we moved to Arizona. <laughs> I hate Arizona. <laughs> um, so yeah, we moved there, and that was like me getting into eighth grade. Um, and we got a place. We lived there for four years. Uh, absolutely hated eighth grade. Uh, <laughs> it was just, it was bad. Uh, that was the year that I got bullied most. Um, that was the first time I got in a, my first fight at school, um, and uh, I'm not really a fighter, nor do I try to show that I am. <laughs> so uh, when I fought this this kid, I <laughs> was like, it was during recess, it was on the basketball courts, people had a big circle, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, it's happening, and we started hitting each other, Also, although... So like he punched me a couple times and I like, <laughs> he hit me and I, that's when it first registered. Like this guy just hit me and yeah. I was like, crap. So I'm gonna like, I'm, I was feeling upset 
Because <laughs> I didn't feel upset at the time. Yeah. But then after I felt physical, I felt upset. Yeah. But I didn't want to hurt the guy. <laughs> well, I did, but I didn't. I'm not that type of person. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I was like, the perfect plan would be gonna close my eyes, and then I'm just gonna start swinging. <laughs> and if I, if I make physical contact, I make physical contact. <laughs> so I did that, and I did not hit him a single time. <laughs> so yeah, eighth grade was just bad. It was horrible. <laughs> I hated it. Um, yeah. Uh, so going to going into freshman year, I. Um, I had two best friends. They were both brothers, um, both African-American. I, we're actually from Iraq. Um, we just, uh, parents knew each other, so we were just friends. Played a lot of video games together, so the gist. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, they weren't bad influences at all. Um, like, m Muslims and just Arabs in general are just very strict on don't do something stupid like smoke pot or drugs <laughs> or alcohol, you know? So like a lot of times the reasons we didn't do it is because one, our parents told us to <laughs> not to it and also because they scared the crap out of us <laughs> about it. Um, so yeah, uh, freshman year passed, it was all right. You know, it was just freshman year. Um, the whole, you know, high school, trying to get a relationship because that's all I cared about and I was alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then, you know, sophomore, uh, uh, sophomore year came and went by. And a lot of times, like I had, for me, I had a lot of transitioning moments of like going from one school to the other. Freshman mm -hmm. year, I was in the same school my best friends were in. Uh, sophomore year, I transitioned into a different school. Um, and then uh, my parents ended up getting a divorce. Uh, because there, it was just a very unhealthy relationship. My dad wasn't the best person, wasn't best, wasn't best father or husband. Um, financially, he was smart, but to the point where he was um, taking away from yeah. the family. Um, yeah. And then also because he likes gambling. <laughs> so there was a time actually, which was the breaking point for their marriage, where he asked her to sign off her car to him so like he would be the owner of the car and he was like and I'll get you something better or I'll get you double the amount of money that you're selling it for and then she trusted him she's like okay so she did that and then he was like away for a weekend um, and then he came back and then he didn't have the he didn't have the amount he was trying to sell it for he didn't have a better car and he did not have anything to prove Yikes. and then he was like yeah I went to Vegas and I gambled with my friends and I was trying to get more money and that was his plan to get more money and he's like but it didn't work out I didn't have I wasn't lucky Yikes. and she was like really he's like yeah so my mom at that point lost all respect for my dad um, yeah. and then a week later he like was talking to her about how she was actually gonna pay the rent for this month instead of him and if that she didn't do that, her, me, my brother, and my sister would be out of the house, and wow. he would stay in the house. And she thought he was joking. He thought he, he, he she thought he was just having a moment. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the day came, and then he was like, "So are you gonna pay?" And she was like, "No, that's that's stupid. Like, that's not yeah. like, who in their right mind would think that way, you know?" Yeah. And then he's like, "All right, well." get your stuff together because you guys can't stay tonight wow. here. So he ended up kicking us out of our own house. Um, and w my mom 
and I, my brother and my sister, were trying to figure it out. And uh, we went and stayed with her friend uh, for like a couple weeks, if not a month, and found her own place. She found a good job that is able to afford a f one, like a single mom family and pay rent. Um, and at that time, my grandma was with us. We brought her from Iraq. Uh, but then she like that whole time was like, she didn't love the United States. She was like, there's nothing to do for me here. Yeah. I don't know English. Yeah. Like, this is not my culture. I don't know friends. She just stayed at home the, every single day and she yeah. hated it, which I couldn't understand why. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, at that time, I just kind of didn't care what was going on in my family. Uh, I told my mom, my mom told me before, like, hey, my, you and, like, my, your dad and I are going to get divorced, yeah. like, when we were in Iraq one summer. And I was like, no, like, that sh that's not right. That shouldn't be right. Because, like, I'm like, I knew about divorce and I knew it was a reality, but I'm like, for me, that wasn't the normal. Like, mm -hmm. being divorced yeah. is not normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, no, there's like, don't get divorced. That's not yeah. like my life. Like for me in my head, I'm like, my parents are not going to get divorced, right? That yeah. didn't, that wasn't something that popped into my head. Yeah. So when they did get divorced, I was just like kind of very numb at that point to everything that was going on around me. Um, yeah. And I just, that became normal. And like, it's weird, but like that's even like in society nowadays, Divorce is normal, which yeah. at the time as a kid, I didn't believe that. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I ended up just like losing my mind to video games and just getting obsessed with that because I'm like, this is fun and I don't need to think about anything else other than, yeah. you know, killing some stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was really bad. It was unhealthy. It didn't let me do anything with my life and my grades were going down. Um, so... After that, we, my mom met another person, whether that's through online or through a friend. I'm, I'm not really sure. It was one of the two. Uh, and he was from Rockford. He was Middle Eastern, of course. Um, and uh, they ended up getting married like a month or two into their relationship. So it was very rushed. And uh, he ended up moving in with us in Arizona. He came from Rockford and moved in with us, and I got to meet him. And I was like, all right, whatever, I don't care. Um, and my mom was like, hey, so how do you think? And I'm like, eh, I mean, it's your life. I don't, like, you know. And, uh, I mean, he was all right. Uh, not really, at least at the time, that's what I thought. <laughs> and then he became very verbally abusive. Uh, he made, like, home feel very toxic and uh, ended up being physically abusive. Uh, at times where I had to stand up to him to make sure you know nobody else gets hurt and he looked at me and stared me down and you know I felt threatened so I at that when that happened I was like all right you you I don't want you to be part of my life I don't want yeah. you to live here anymore yeah. um, and uh, we ended up moving to Rockford because, well, actually, sorry about that. I skipped a very big part. Uh, <laughs> we moved to Minnesota because Arizona wasn't working out for him because he couldn't find a job. We moved to Minnesota with my cousin uncles that took us in. And they took us in again uh, to get stable. And that's when I hit 
junior year, baby. <laughs> Let me tell you about junior year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so throughout my whole school career, <laughs> I was very, not an outgoing person. I wasn't an extrovert. I was not charismatic at all. Um, I was, I was, one, I was chubby. <laughs> Two, I did not care about how my hair looked. Like, I, <laughs> like, there was a reason why I didn't have a girlfriend any of those years. <laughs> um, so, junior year came, and I was living with my cousins and everything. My cousin was, like, 21 years old, and the other one was, like, 23. Um, the 21 years old was a better influence than 23, but I really looked up to the 23 because <laughs> he was really cool. To, according to society's culture, yes. and he got the ladies. <laughs> um, so every time I'm around him, I'm like, I want to be like you. <laughs> so he was like, all right. When he saw me, you know, I caught up, and they were my favorite cousins. Um, he's like, all right, whatever's going on here, he's like, we need to fix you up. Let me fix you up. <laughs> so he, like, one day took me out. Uh, he got me clothes. He, you know, gave me a haircut. Um, really, like, was like uh, he made a he made this joke, which is such a Middle Eastern joke. But he was like, he's like, you know those TV shows that does like the transformation of like either a house or like somebody. That's what I just did to you. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and my 21 years old cousin, um, the other one, he took a picture of me when like that day, and he just sent it to this this girl he knew, um, just like uh, that were friends. And then she was like, whoa, you know, he's cute, whatever. And I'm like, and then he's like, dude, look. And then to me, I never experienced that before. <laughs> so I was like, wait a second. So that was the start of me into the real world. <laughs> uh, um, I swear, guys, this will get serious and this will be about Jesus. But this is just how my life looked like. It looked like trash. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, so... I ended up going to a public school. I always went to a public school, but this school was like really, really public in the sense of like, I got introduced to potheads and what potheads are and got introduced to, you know, what weed is and all that. And uh, for me, I was like, yeah, I'll try pot, but I just want to try it one time. I don't want it to be part of my life. You know, I just want to see how it feels like. So one, one day during lunch, uh, me and a couple of my friends, uh, was like, all right, we went out. We went to this like little forest area um, because we were allowed to leave the campus during lunch. And we smoked pot. And at that time, it was my first time, did not get any sort of buzz. So, and they were like, oh, that's normal. That's what happens. You know, yeah. you just need to try it again. So fell into that trap. And I was like, all right, yeah. I like, I want to actually know how this feels. Tried it again like some other day. And I was like, all right. I felt it. I was like, all right, this is nice. I like it. I'm like, this feels good. <laughs> um, and so uh, that ended up not being my last time, but only my second time. <laughs> and then I ended up doing it a third time. Now, the third time, it was during an assembly, and we went, because we were allowed to leave, to one of my friend's like dealers at the time. And... I didn't know him. She knew him. He apparently is half Middle Eastern, half not. So I was like, I felt comfortable. <laughs> um, but when we finished, like, after we smoked and we went back to school, 
I was really out of it. Like I was high, really. Like, yeah. Um, and I didn't know why. I didn't know why it was so bad. So, <laughs> I it was during lunch, and I told my friend, I'm like, hey, you need to make sure that my cousins don't see me high, because it was very like they didn't want me to do that. Yeah. So I remember I was getting lunch, and there was a security guard, and I went up to the security guard, and I was like, hey, would it be like physical offense or like would it be like a physical attack if I did this and I just poked him at the same time I said this just poked him on his shoulder <laughs> and then my friend like ran up grabbed me by my arm and pulled me and he was like we gotta go <laughs> oh my so God. the security guard knew I was high he just laughed so that's funny yeah apparently it was very laced so it was very bad yes. um yeah so that was my junior year I kind of got into a relationship that was very bad and toxic and I it was just very one-sided and I kept pursuing it because it was the only thing I knew so and then after that I was like done with it and ended up just cutting it off excuse me um, and then um, my parents just at that time my parents just really like, they knew I wasn't doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to do. I didn't tell them what, but like, my relationship with my, with my mom, with my stepdad, I mean, it was already not good with my stepdad, but like, even with my brother and sister, like, it just went downhill. Like, I started becoming very rebellious. I just didn't care. I'm like, my whole life, I'm like, nothing has been going to, like, anything, like, anything yeah. good, you yeah. know? So... I just became very defensive uh, and against my parents. And I cited a lot with my friends, uh, which were mostly potheads. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, it resulted in me getting kicked out a couple times, but then coming back anyways because of my cousins and my family was there, so they tried to reconcile me and my parents. Yeah. Um, and then one day they t come up to me, my parents, and tell me, hey, we're gonna move to Rockford because your stepdad can't find anything stable here. He has connections in Rockford since he lived there for eight years. So we're gonna leave in like, you know, a month. So at that, I didn't, th at the moment, I didn't think that was real. I thought they were just saying it just to say it. Uh, and then once it got closer, it became more of a reality. And then I started freaking out because I'm like, no, I'm having fun here. This yeah. is my life. Yeah. I have really close friends. Uh, and I liked what I, what I did, even though it wasn't good. So the day before we left, I actually ran out of my house and just left. Uh, and people were trying to get a hold of me, and I just didn't respond. And then one time, my cousin texted me and said, "Hey, let me know where you're at, and like we'll figure something out. Like we'll figure something out of you staying here, and your parents can go." And then I told him I'm at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so he came, picked me up, we talked it out, and I knew. I knew he was just saying it just to know where I'm at, and he wasn't actually going to help me figure it out. Um, so after that, we ended up moving, you know, whatever, to Rockford. Mm -hmm. I became very super bitter, and at that point of my life, uh, after everything, just didn't really, didn't really like my parents, and I was like almost resent, like yeah. had resentment towards them. Uh, and then like. Moved into Rockford, got into Jefferson High School, just didn't know anybody, 
hated my life. I'm like, I don't like this place. Rockford sucks. Uh, <laughs> and was like, I don't want to be here. At that time, I didn't care anything about religion, even about my own religion. I would say that I'm Muslim when people ask me because I'm yeah. like, that's what I was trained to say. And I was like, this is what I am, even though I don't practice it. Yeah. Um, and I uh, was like, okay. Uh, yeah, hold on, I'm trying to figure out what happened. Uh, so yeah, I, my parents just really got a really bad end of the stick with me yeah. uh, to a point where one day on a Friday, um, before I left to go to the bus to go to school, I, I found out that my mom wasn't gonna, like, my mom was like heartbroken that I was planning on leaving when I turned 18 to go back to Minnesota. Yeah. And my stepdad told me that, and I got super upset because she told me that it's, she's, it's, she's okay with that happening. So that to figure out that she was brokenhearted, instead of me feeling like bad and like caring about my mother, I took it the opposite way and was like, you shouldn't be feeling this way, you know? Yeah. Um, and I wrote F you on a piece of paper, like full out the whole word and everything. Wow. Put it on the table and left to go to the bus and to go to school. I get called in like in the middle of the school day by my counselor. He's like, hey, just want to talk to you. Your parents came in this morning, uh, showed me something you wrote. I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, talked to me about it, told them everything. Um, started crying because I told them of how much I didn't want to be here. I wanted to go back to Minnesota. And uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, felt a little bit better. And when I came back home, my mom was there and walked in to the house, to, into the apartment. And then she noticed me and she just like started yelling and was like going off and was like, you're disrespecting me. Yeah. You're disrespecting your father, your stepdad, I should say. Um, and she took all my clothes and just threw them at me. Um, and uh, she like took away my phones uh, which at the time I had an iPhone 4S and an Obama phone because I didn't have service on my iPhone. An Obama phone? That's what like Arabs called it. It was like a minute phone. <laughs> so uh, it was like Obamacare or something. I don't know. <laughs> Obama phone. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't have service, but I had Wi-Fi on my iPhone. So uh, um, she took those away from me and she was like, it was during the winter in Rockford. She was like, you're not allowed to take anything that we bought for you, only what you bought for yourself. I didn't oh. buy myself a jacket because yeah. I always had it from my parents. Yeah. So I was like, crap. So I took my folder because I didn't have a backpack at the time. I was really poor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I was like, walked outside and I was like, this sucks. I was so cold. And my mom, you know, being still a mother at heart, like walked outside, threw a jacket at me. And she's like, this is all you get. And she closed the door. And she's like, you're never allowed in this house again. Yeah. Figure out your life. And I'm like, wow, okay. And that's when it hit me um, that I'm like, wow, I'm screwed. I'm done for. It was a Saturday and a Sunday and the next day. And I'm like, I don't got school. Where the heck am I going to go? Yeah. Um, I didn't have friends, right? So I was like, crap, I need to get in touch with some people from Minnesota. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and... I went to McDonald's and I was like, hey, is there any computer I can use to go on Messenger or Facebook? Yeah. I don't have my phones. And they were like, sorry, no. I went to Spider Sushi. I don't know why. I just <laughs> went there. Uh, 
And they were like, told me the same answer. Uh, and then I went to the Starbucks and asked them, hey, is there a computer I can use something? She was like, well, Lockwood Library should have one. And I'm like, okay, can I walk there? She's like, no. <laughs> and this was like like 6, 7 o'clock at night. Uh, yeah. And uh, at that point, I just kind of gave up. And I'm like, all right. And I was like, is there like any shelter, any place I can spend the night around here? Like, is there a place like yeah. that? And she was like, let me talk to my manager, and I'll let you know. And I'm like, okay. So I sat next to the table. At the time, I was 17 years old, um, 17 or 16. Uh, and then I was just like looking at my notebook and literally like writing numbers down, trying to figure out which is the right combination of numbers to call somebody I knew because I didn't know their number. And uh, that's when it really, really hit me. Then I'm like, wow, kicked out of my house. I don't have a home right now. Yeah. My family basically just disowned me. Um, I can't go to school because I can't keep that up. Yeah. I don't have a job. <laughs> I don't have a car. I like I had nothing, and I'm like, crap. I'm gonna be homeless. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be one of those people. I'm gonna be somebody on the street. Yeah. And I just lost my whole life. Uh, and then I just like, I had thoughts. I had very dark thoughts of just like ending it all and just like you know I'm like my life is over. Yeah. It's not worth it. Like I thought I didn't know I would be here, you know, mm -hmm. um, and whatever. Uh, she got off the phone. She talked to me. She was like, "Hey, I keep skipping. I keep skipping important parts." Before <laughs> she did that, this one lady, all right, and this is a transitional moment in my life. Uh, this one lady named Becca Allen, life group leader at Venue at the time. Um, she wrote a note saying, like, um, well, she like folded it up, gave it to this girl that was sweeping. The girl gave it to me opened it up and I read it and it basically said, hey, there's this place called Venue. It has good people, good friends. You don't have to believe in God to be there. If you need a ride, here's my number. It's at this time, Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, I think Saturday. No, no, Sunday night. Um, and yeah, uh, let me know if you need a ride. And then I looked at it and I was very confused. I'm like, what is this? Um, so I like looked at her and she came around the corner uh, and she like explained it to me. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's just a good place, you know and uh, you can have some good friends. Um, and I told her, well, it is Friday. Sunday is in like two days. I have no idea what's gonna happen in two days. I could be back in Minnesota for all I, for all I know. But yeah, I mean, I was like, thank you. And then she was like, yeah. Um, and then the other, the lady that was on the phone, her name is Siobhan. I love her to death, man. She was such a good person. Um, she came around and she like, uh, was like telling me, he's like, hey, I talked to my manager. And she was like, um, because you're underage and you're not 18, we have to call the cops. And they can't kick you out because they have to take you in since you're not 18 yet. And she was like, are you okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Um, there's nothing else I can do, so. Yeah. Um, she's okay. So that, when that happened, she like sat with me during her break. Uh, she chose that to have her break and she sat with me and just like was talking with me and just was like trying to make me feel better and like getting my mind off of things. And it was like, like so cool, like I was like, n nobody intentionally ever did that in my life, yeah. you know? Yeah. Even though I had best friends or whatever, they don't, like, as the people that they were, they didn't do that. Yeah. Um, so the cops came, she was like, she handed me her phone number, she's like, if you need anything, here's my phone number, call yeah. me, seriously. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I appreciate it. And then the cops took me home. And, um, 
they were like, I talked to my parents, they're like, you can't do that. You gotta wait until he's 18 for you to be able to kick him out and all that. And then they were like, okay. And uh, after that, uh, I kind of just got to a point where I'm like, all right, it's not worth fighting anymore. Like, I'm done. Like, I don't care about Minnesota anymore. Like, whatever happens, happens. I'm just gonna start my life again, you know? Yeah. So, uh, my actually my mom and my stepdad were like, hey, look, like, can we just start over? Like, yeah. can we just start over? And start new and I'm like yeah. yeah we can I don't want to do it anymore so yeah yeah I'm okay with that um, <clears throat> Sunday came I was bored out of my mind I had <laughs> nothing to do I have no friends and then like it was like 530 which is when the thing started I'm like all right why not so I called her she didn't pick up <laughs> called the per Siobhan which is the person to talk to me like hey can you get in contact with her so that I can get a ride that's cool she's like yeah she got in contact with her. She called me back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, do you want me to pick you up? I'm like, yeah, could you? That would be awesome. She came. She picked me up, sat in the car. She had her, the person that swept was actually passenger seat. I was in the back. And she was driving there. And I was just, I was curious. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know yeah. what I'm going to, you know? From what I read the letter, like the note, I thought it was just a couple people sitting in a circle talking about what they're struggling with. And I thought it was just going to be an AA meeting. <laughs> so, um, and that's what I told her. And she was like, no, no, no. She's like, oh, there's going to be like a lot of people. And she was like, yeah, there's going to be like around 100 something people. Um, and there's just going to be like, you know, a message and worship and like, you know, just to yeah. hang out, you know, yeah. some good time. Um, and I'm like, okay. And like, I knew it was about Jesus, right? Um, at the time, I didn't know how to feel about it, but yeah. I just knew about it. So... I was like, I just threw the question. I'm like, hey, so, like, who is this Jesus guy anyway? I told her, I'm like, I know he got crucified. And I know people say that he's the son of God. But that's about it. Like, yeah. what do you, what, like, who is this guy? Um, and, the, like, they didn't, they didn't tell me at the time. They told me this after I got saved. Uh, <laughs> they were like, literally, when you said that, our jaws dropped. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, she's like, I think it would be better if like you read, like I can tell you the story of Jesus, but I think it would be better if you read it yourself and just knew yourself, found out yeah. yourself, what the story of Jesus was. And I'm like, okay, you make a good point. So we get there, and we go to the gym. People are playing Gaga Ball. I didn't know it was Gaga Ball at the time. I'm like, oh, cool. We go to the <laughs> amphitheater. I see a lot of people. Now, right off the bat, I noticed this one crazy thing. Because I was such in a dark place in my life, I didn't know what happiness and joy really was. So when I was around people, when I was around those people, like, they were talking to each other, they were, like, interacting with each other, and they were, like, smiling, they were happy, they, like, had this thing that I had no idea what it was. Yeah. And then at that time, I'm just like, I had this thought, and it was so weird, but, like, I remember so strongly that, like because I, I saw that in my head I'm like man whatever you got I want yeah. you know because of such, of such a dark place that I was in I'm like whatever you have I want yeah. and I never said that out loud um, and like there were like like Kyle Scholes was one of the guys that one of the leaders that came up to me and like was just asking me like so, so like what's your life mm -hmm. you know and I told him about like for some reason I opened up and I was like, yeah, I'm from, I'm from Iraq. And like told him about my life story. And I was like, he stayed and heard the whole thing. And I'm just like, wow, why are you still here? Yeah. <laughs> um, and ate some free pizza because I was a first time guest. And uh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Uh, and then we went to service, and then we had worship. Uh, I kind of didn't know how to feel. Uh, people kind of st stood up, and I was like, all right, I'll stand up. Uh, <laughs> and they started singing, and people started la raising their hands. I was looking around. At that time, I just had my arms crossed because I didn't know what else to do. Um, <laughs> and, you know, John Rush, doing what John Rush does, you know, would have like his moments of like, you know, if you feel comfortable, just raise your hand. You know, it's just a way of, you know, just doing something physical or whatever. Um, and uh, I just kind of like, worship felt really weird for me, but in a good way. Yeah. Like it was something that I've never experienced before. And because I've never experienced it, it was weird. But because it was such a good and like, honestly, like at this point in my life, I can say like such a holy thing yeah. that like, it just, it felt right. It felt yeah. like the Holy Spirit, you yeah. know? Um, even though I didn't know that at the time. And, you know, John Rush had his moment and I was like, he was like, raise your hand, you know, just and during worship, if you feel comfortable or whatever. And so I was like, I rose my hand, but only because I somebody was like, you should do it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll do it. I don't want to be that weird person. <laughs> I didn't want people to look at me. Um, and uh, I, uh, we like sat down and uh, I went over my 30 minute mark when I was, <laughs> all right, uh, 10 more minutes and I'm gonna wrap it up. Uh, okay, um, yeah, uh, we, and then we had a message and the message was actually by Vince Costa at the time. He was actually the one speaking and he spoke about Moses and he spoke about the, the scouts that went out to the like promised land to scout yeah, it out yeah. and all that. And he talked about how like, how a couple of people not having faith, actually a couple of people having faith, but a lot of people not having faith, kind of like took them away from the promised land. And that hooked me, one, because I knew Moses, yeah. and I knew about the separation of the two, like of the water, um, because that was in my Muslim culture. So right off the bat, when he started mentioning that, I got hooked because I knew what kind of what he was talking about. Yeah. And because I knew what he was talking about, but it was a different religion, it was different faith, yeah. I was very interested. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I wanna know what this is about. Um, and so, you know, the message was great. The worship was great. It impacted me strongly. Uh, but what really got to me is the community. Yeah. That was my biggest yeah. part, you know. And I got invited to Life Group. I went to Life Group that, that week, and it was Super Bowl week. So we were just hanging out. Mm -hmm. Kyle Scholes, you know, just was very intentional with me, was talking to me, was telling me about, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And I told him, I want to be an actor at least at that time. <laughs> um, and uh, I was like, uh, I was like, hey, like, I want to know the story of Jesus. Yeah. Like, I want to know what this is all about. And I was like, where do I just start reading the Bible from the front? <laughs> and he was like, it's like, no. Uh. He's like, here. And I'm like, I, I was like, told him, I don't have a Bible. He's like, well, here's your version. And he told me about your version. And I have the Bible app. And I, I downloaded it, and he's like, you wanna, you wanna read John? That's the story of Jesus. So I was like, okay. I, uh, I was like, dope. So I went home that day. Uh, I don't know if I started reading, I think I started reading the next day, which was a school day. Uh, it was Wednesday. Uh, I started reading John. So I was in class, 
uh, not really paying attention, <laughs> and I didn't care about history. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like reading John, and I didn't know that there was different versions of the Bible. So because you download an uh, U version at that time, and it was like automatically King James version. <laughs> I was in class and I was like reading first like John chapter 1 in King James Version and good thing I was in a Shakespeare play during my junior year so that I knew some of the language but other than that I literally had to read a chapter like three times to figure out what exactly it said so <laughs> um, and uh, I like did that for the whole like next week uh, and like, the, like Kyle Schultz was like hey write questions if you have questions write them down and we'll figure them out together and I'm yeah. like okay. So I had like questions. And the next life group, which was the next week, I came in and I'm like, all right, man, I got questions. Can we sit down and talk? And he was yeah. like, sure. Um, so I like pulled out my notes on my phone and I pulled out my Bible app. And then I'm like, hey, so this verse right here. And then I just kind of like recited it from my new version app in King James Version. And then he was just like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he's like, let me see your phone. I'm like, okay, there you go. And he like changed it to like NIV. <laughs> and then he's like, this should be better. And I looked at it. And I read it. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this feels so much better. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So talked it out with me, whatever. And then I was like, at that time, I was like, yeah, man, I don't want to make a decision until I fully read a story of Jesus, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, the reading the Bible was mind-blowing because, like, I've never read it before. I've never known the story before. Um, like hearing about loving your neighbor was such a foreign subject to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't get taught, hey, like, love somebody even though they don't love you. You yeah. know, like, treat somebody better even though they don't treat you good, you know? Yeah. I've always taught the eye for an eye type of society and culture, which yeah. is what we live in. Um, uh, and so, like, reading that and reading the Sermon on the Mount, re reading the Beatitudes, like, that all just blew my mind because I'm yeah. just like, no one taught me this, you yeah. know? And at that time, like, um, I would, like, read chapters and, like, I'd be bawling my eyes out because yeah. of, like, how, like, obviously God was just moving in such an amazing way in my life yeah. um, that, like, even my like my character started to change. I, like, even one time I was at the grocery store when I was, like, first starting out um, before I even got saved. And uh, I was, like, tr like, reacting better and acting, treating my parents better yeah. than one day during a grocery store um, when I was with my mom. She was like, you know, you've been acting a lot better recently. Like, you've been, like, it's weird, but you've been, like, you've been a lot better. And, yeah. like, she's like, I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. it's just kind of, like, it's interesting. And then in my head, I was like, like, that's Jesus. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah. like, I was, I was scared to say anything because they were Muslim and they yeah. didn't know anything about this, at least at the time. Um, and so, um, yeah, I remember reading like the end part of John about when he was getting arrested and everything. So yeah. for me, I had no idea Jesus got resurrected. I had no idea yeah. that he was like, you know, cause they don't share that and right. like, it's not part of the, they don't Quran believe or that. anything. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I don't believe that happened. so wow. when I was reading his arrest, I, one, I was super pissed at Judas. <laughs> um, second, I was super pissed at Peter for denying him three times. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I was like, uh, I read it, 
and like I was literally like crying. It was during math class. <laughs> I finished my the work that I needed done, and we just had free time. I was bawling my eyes out to the corner. People were looking at me definitely, uh, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> um, I read the you know they got they got him crucified. Uh, and like, dude, I had a whole moment with, with the whole pilot, Barabbas, and freaking Jesus. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, put me in, coach. I'm about to <laughs> throw some hands, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, when they crucified him. You know, he ended up uh, getting buried in the tomb. And then I was just kind of like, in my head, when I heard him, like, heard them bury him in the tomb, I like, I just kind of like, throw up my hands up. I'm just like. That's it. That's the Christian faith. That they just they believe that he like did like all of this, and then he died, and then that's that's our belief system is off of that. And then I was just like, I guess I'll believe that. So like I kept reading, <laughs> and uh, it was when Mary went to the tomb and she was crying, and I was crying with Mary, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know she thought it was the gardener and she was like hey where'd you put my master or my rabbi at and Jesus just said Mary and like it was in red text on your version yeah. and then right when I saw right when I said red Mary I was like I like jumped up during class I was like let's go <laughs> uh, and then people looked at me and I was like guys all good we're good we're, we're seriously good I sat back down put my headphones back in and kept reading uh, and uh Oh my gosh! And then read it. I was super pumped. I was so happy. I'm like, thank God, <laughs> the story did not end there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, I like texted. It was like gym class after. I texted Becca Allen. I'm like, hey, what's my next step? Do I get baptized? Like, I'm in. Like, what do I do? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm like, where do we? <laughs> yeah. Send me on a missions trip. How does, <laughs> how does like, it go? Put me in City First Leadership College. <laughs> um, and she was like, oh, text Kyle Scholes, you know, because she was a girl leader. She, like, and they had, yeah. like, you know, you have to go talk to a guy leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I texted Kyle Scholes, and I started off with, like, hey, man, how are you doing? Because I didn't want to just, like, jump in. Yeah. Didn't text me back until, like, Sunday, which is <laughs> the venue service. And I'm like, a classic life group leader. <laughs> <laughs> At least now I know that. <laughs> uh, John Rush, don't listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, he picked me up, and then I told him, yeah, man, I just want to do it. Like, I was telling him, like, how do you pray? I don't know how to pray. Yeah. Um, and so we, like, he's like, dude, you just, like, start with, like, you know, dear Jesus or dear Heavenly Father or, like, you know, God, and just say what you have on your heart and just end it with, like, either amen or in Jesus' name, amen, and just, that's it. It's really simple. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> um, so we went to venue, and it was, like, before, like, service started, they had the pre-huddle. Right? Yeah. And so, like, he had to be there. So I just walked with him because I followed him. Um, and we got there, and they were all, like, they started to pray. Excuse me. And he, like, looked at me, and he's like, actually, I don't think you're actually supposed to be in here. But it's all right, because this is actually a good idea to see how prayer is, you yeah. know, and how it yeah. is. And then, like, you know, they prayed, and I prayed. Well, I didn't pray, but, like, I prayed to myself. I tried to, anyways. Uh, <laughs> and after that, uh, I also liked wearing suits at the time, so I came in with a button-up, uh, a watch, and suit pants and suit shoes, like uh, really dress nice dress shoes. shoes. Uh, and then, like said in service, uh, did worship, you know. Uh, and at the end of service, John was like, "All right, 
you know, if you guys want to give your lives up to Jesus, if you guys want to, like, um, just have a relationship with God, like, this is your moment. And at that time, John Rush didn't do altar calls every Sunday or every time he had yeah. a Sunday service, right? So, like, that one was perfectly timed. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, so this is it. In my head, I'm like, this is it. I'm like, I was like, on my seat, I'm like, all right. And then I saw people like, st like he's like, come to the stage or like, you know, need a stage if you want to do that. And then I saw people standing up and like starting to walk forward. And then I'm like, all right, I stood up. And then I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm going to go do it. Um, and then I was like walking slowly. And he like, you know, John was like just saying what he's saying. And then I was like, uh, I was already getting very emotional. Yes. All of a sudden, I just hear like a big crowd of people, people from my life group, you know, Frontier, come up from behind me, just say, you got this, we believe in you, you're so strong. And like, they put their hands on my shoulder, they were like, you know, patting me, they're like, you got this, we believe in you, you're so good, and all this. And at the end, and that was, like, that was it for me. I just started bawling my yeah, eyes out. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. Um, and then like, I got up to the front and he's like, all right, just repeat this prayer after me. Uh, and then he's like, dear Jesus, and like I was repeating it, and my hand, you know, we had our hands up, and then the words that came out of my mouth was just all gibberish because I was crying and I yeah. couldn't make <laughs> words. But it was it was the prayer. That's all that mattered. Um, and after that, after the prayer was over, I just went, I turned around and hugged the first person I saw. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love you guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that uh, Kyle Schultz like took me up stairs and was like, dude, how do you feel? I told him, man. Dude, this is the best thing I've done with my life. I'm like so ready to like, yeah. like I want this. Like, yeah. I just, dude, I'm ready. I was like, <laughs> I want to get better. I want to be a better person. Like, yeah, this is it for me. Uh, and I told them, I don't care what my parents say. I don't care how they're gonna do. I don't care what they do. I just want to live for my God. You yeah. know. And yeah. that was really it. And you know. Um, I'm not going to talk about what happened afterwards with my parents and everything because that's a story in itself, but that's just my testimony. And, like, yeah, man, it's, for me, it's just something that I always even think back on because it was, it, like, especially in, like, hard seasons, it's something that keeps me going to, like, know where I came from and to know how I experienced Jesus. And it's just kind of like, you know, even sometimes when I don't feel like God is near, that's one of the things I look back on to know how real and near he was when I first experienced him Definitely. so but I mean yeah guys like <laughs> this is uh that was me experiencing Jesus from being chubby and not caring about <laughs> how I look like to pot to girls and to uh, <laughs> Starbucks and the venue uh, so but yeah so that's amazing dude <laughs> yeah man it's uh I, I teared up a few times during that. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's emotional, for sure. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Well, 48 minutes. Not really 30 minutes, but... It's all right. Uh, we'll make it work. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, that's my story, guys. <laughs> Hopefully you guys liked it. Yeah. Um, I definitely did. It's just, it's cool to see that, like, like... I think in both of our stories, like there's, there's parts where like, you're like, oh gosh, like where is this going? Yeah. But God like had a plan through all of it, yeah. um, and that's just really amazing to me to like see that like, God can make something good out of the, the bad and the terrifying and the yeah. like absolutely 
god awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved. I I also just loved hearing you read, like, because like like I grew up in church, so I like I know how the story goes, yeah. and for you to like fully experience like the weight of Jesus Christ dying, and being like, like what like what this is what we believe, <laughs> and then like actually like being like oh like he came back to life yeah. like it's it's like I almost envy you for yeah. that like being able to fully yeah. experience like yeah. oh like Jesus Christ like actually truly died yeah. like we like I think as Christians we become so used to like oh yeah well he died but he came back to life like, right it was only three days that he was dead yeah. but like that was that was true and like that was a real weight and it held weight for everyone like around him so it's yeah. It's inspiring to hear you say like, yeah. "Yeah, like I felt that." Yeah, like that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, like it truly felt like, uh, uh, like I felt the same way when freaking, I think it was Peter was like, "All right, let's go back to fishing," because I'm like, <laughs> "Well, I mean, Jesus did die, so <laughs> I guess." Um, but back then to Islam. Even, yeah, back to Islam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back to Islam it is. Well, that's the only way. <laughs> um, but then uh, even ex- like seeing Jesus or feeling Jesus coming back, you know, get, being resurrected is like, like it just, it felt like, I can only imagine that's kind of how the disabled, like disciples got shocked and surprised. Like, whoa, he's actually yeah. back. Yeah. Um, and almost a sense of relief. Like, whoa, like this is true. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I like for me, it's I like one of the things that almost like sometimes even like keep me from sharing my stories is because like it's such like a dramatic like uh, like two different like extremes. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and uh, it kind of holds me back from sharing just because like I like I I also get like the feedback of like man like I wish I experienced what yeah. you experienced you know yeah. and then like for me I'm just like there isn't like the same like I know that like I understand like my story is powerful and like it's good or whatever um, but the fact that some people or like a lot of people got yeah. to experience God right off the bat yeah. to me that's like yeah. that was crazy like yeah. that's cool you know yeah. because like I remember like when I got saved and I got to learn more and more about Jesus I like got more and more frustrated that my parents never taught me this yeah. even though it wasn't their fault yeah, yeah. you know I, I was like you know I was like frustrated like why was I never taught about Jesus to yeah. begin with why did it take this long right you know like like when they talked about uh, Zoe and that lady like I don't know who was ta- I think it was Lisa that talked about it during oh, Sunday yeah, or yeah. like it was Laura or something um, about like she's like yeah we met this one girl that we from Zoe and like she was like upset that nobody told her about Jesus before and yeah. like she just found out um, and then I'm just like yeah that's exactly how I felt like yeah. I was like I felt like I was lied to yeah. and like put into this other religion without my like decision yeah. you know yeah and it was just like, it's like it's crazy because like definitely and that just even plays a role with like I don't understand like we why we like get so um, almost we get defensive for the other person yeah. that we don't share Jesus with like yeah. we're like well I don't know if you'd like be really into Jesus yeah. we don't know I don't know if you'd, you really yeah. want to be part of it yeah. when some people are like it's what they're looking for yeah it know? is what they're craving so much yeah yeah. 
So. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's one hour episode <laughs> <Yeah>. of Video <laughs> Fail. Yep. So, uh, I mean, at least it's frequent. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, um, definitely plenty of content. So. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some more content and yeah, stay with this definitely. frequency. Uh, yeah. I mean, we love what we do. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Drake, if you got anything left to say. Um, Legalize marijuana. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking, 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 joking. That's uh, a different episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that out. Um, no, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we're definitely going to make more of an effort uh, and have consistent episodes. Um, follow us on Instagram, The Obel Pod. All right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, John just remembered we actually have that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> After the 22 day fast, I deleted it. Uh, well, it's still on there, but I just deleted oh, it from uh, my. I was like, I was like oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, so just let us know like what you want to hear us talk about. Um, we definitely have like a lot of ideas. So, yeah. Well, actually, hold on before I forget because dang, it, I forgot. Are you gonna pull this again? What? Oh, we're talking about this next week. Oh no, no, no. be like, oh god. <laughs> no, no, that's uh, I learned from that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I forgot to add this in my story, which I told this to Drake before we started the episode. I'm like, I gotta make sure I put this in. Uh, so, you know, just saying, uh, I got me this uh, this blue-eyed girl. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, and this is why I probably shouldn't have a microphone. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, shout out to Chris Chris. Chris Chris. 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 Do you Chris. call her that? I call her Chris. I don't call her Chris Chris. You should call her Chris Chris. I like that. I'm, I'm going to call her that. I'm going to go. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. That's, that's the Show's end. over. That's, yeah. Show's over. All right. This is the U-Bill. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>